Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. At the moment, as things stand, there is good reason to be cautious of a particular cryptocurrency. Now, I should caution that most people have exposure, I imagine, to this cryptocurrency. It's one of the very popular and usually well-renowned ones. In today's call, I will explain to you exactly why there is reason to be cautious of this cryptocurrency and how you can respond to this evidence or data as well. So I do urge you to listen to the end of this call as I do imagine you'll probably have at least some exposure and some capacity to this cryptocurrency. But you see, before I can make any real comment at all about the cryptocurrency markets, I absolutely have to talk you through the top charts of the day, BTC, Ethereum, and the altcoin market charts. The markets are so volatile right now in cryptocurrency that we really can't do anything at all in the markets without first looking at the charts. BTC is currently trading around about the 16K level. So not very different actually from where it was a week ago and about down 2% on the 24 hour. BTC seems to have absorbed the news of the FTX collapse. At least for now, if the contagion risks are contained and we don't see news of another huge company that's gonna collapse due to exposure to FTX, it looks like the BTC price could stay put. That being said, I am personally a bit hopeful that when we start seeing interest rates being cut back or not raised so aggressively that we might see some relief in BTC by virtue of it being a risk asset. But this is only how I view this position today. Of course, this is a live and developing viewpoint that I will keep you updated on regularly on these calls. Next up, we see that Ethereum is down about 4% on the daily, so more than BTC in relative terms. More on this later, I want you to keep this in the back of your mind, please, but currently trading around about the 1.1k level. On the 24 hour, this price action has not left too much room for rallies. And equally, we don't see any huge double digit losses. In fact, the only double digit loss we currently see on the 24 hour is Huboy Token HT. However, there is one altcoin that had a very good time on Thanksgiving and probably would have given some cryptocurrency holders a lot to be thankful for. If you were to open up a Dogecoin chart on CoinMarketCap or whatever your preferred site is for looking at the cryptocurrency prices and volatility, we can see a nice, healthy, very Dogecoin-esque rally around about Thursday Thanksgiving time. On a quiet holiday weekend in cryptocurrency markets, Doge made some noise. The popular meme coin soared 16% and then was trading at more than 10 cents. Doge has actually risen nearly 50% since last Monday, with most of its gains occurring during US Thanksgiving holiday celebrations, which started on Thursday. The reasons for the spike were difficult to pinpoint, although social media influencer David Gohstein mused to his more than 700,000 Twitter followers on Thursday about the possibility of new Twitter boss Elon Musk and Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin working together on Doge improvement. I feel that we'll all see Vitalik and Elon working together to somehow upgrade Doge, he wrote. So it might be that Doge holders or market participants got very excited by this prospect or headline and thought that there was some merit to the idea. So that concludes looking at the charts, meaning we're almost ready to look at that particular crypto that looks like it could be in danger. 
as well as how you can best respond to the data and information as a crypto investor or holder. However, before we do that, we're just going to quickly look at the top headlines in the cryptocurrency markets today. The collapse of FTX has only gone to show us how one event or headline can be a complete curveball and change everything we know about the cryptocurrency markets. So we at Market Meditations feel responsibility every single day to just get you up to speed on what is brewing under the surface in the cryptocurrency markets, be that opportunities or risks. Regulation is the first headline we want to talk about before going into that major cryptocurrency that could be in trouble. Regulation means many things to many people. Some people just hear the word and want to run for the hills. Other people think it is a necessity for any maturing market to be at least somewhat regulated. Some people are somewhere on the fence. So let's look at a new regulation that people are mostly happy about. The EU has been flirting with regulations for the cryptocurrency industry, postponing the vote on markets and crypto assets bill, Mika? until February 2023 to give lawmakers time to unpack the enormous piece of legislation. In the meantime, they have passed a portion of the larger legislation called the Digital Operations Resilience Act, DORA. This law will set new rules on cybersecurity monitoring for crypto asset service providers and develop a standard process for reporting cybersecurity incidents. The law will apply to EU-regulated financial entities such as traditional finance banking, investment firms and electronic money and crypto asset service providers. It will also apply to tech providers for these markets such as data analytics companies. Francis Fitzgerald, a co-drafter of the law, said financial institutions and companies, including the crypto space, hold extremely sensitive information about customers, and it is vital that EU-wide digital security measures are put in place to defeat the threat that exists. Although the larger bill is back up for review in February, cybersecurity monitoring and reporting is one area where crypto proponents and naysayers can probably agree. It is difficult to speculate how much of Mika will get passed in the future, but rushing Dora to vote was most likely due to the fact that October 2022 was named the worst month in the worst year for crypto hacks by Chainalysis. So some seemingly positive regulatory developments there. Next headline that we're going to deep dive in with some market meditations research is again being viewed as a positive, but is a little bit more complicated actually. To this point, crypto has hit a bit of a standstill. With the FTX drama, it seems that the adoption of crypto has taken a little detour. We should not confuse the crypto delay, though, with the mass adoption of blockchain technology as a whole. Last week, Russian President Vladimir Putin urged for a blockchain-based international payment system. Let's take a closer look to see what exactly he is advocating for. Putin spoke at the International AI Journey Conference in Moscow last Thursday. Here, he called for an independent and blockchain-based settlement network. During this event, Putin said, the technology of digital currencies and blockchains can be used to create a new system of international settlements that will be much more convenient, absolutely safe for its users, and most importantly, the main bit here, will not depend on banks or interference by third countries. Putin also took this time to note that global payments to nations are at risk due to illegitimate restrictions, sanctions imposed by other countries. On the current international payment system, Putin said that it is expensive and controlled by a narrow club of states and financial groups. Local media in Russia reported that lawmakers have been discussing amendments to current crypto legislation, further setting a legal framework for a national exchange. 
While this blockchain-based international system may not happen, one should note the political leaders are mentioning these ideas. All it takes is something such as this and the mass adoption of blockchain technology might come at a faster speed than anticipated. The same way you or me as an individual might not appreciate the role of an intermediary or a middleman or just anyone really who gets to impose certain restrictions on us when it comes to our financial decisions, countries have the same problem. They want to participate in the global markets and they have other intermediaries like other countries, more powerful institutions or bodies telling them what they can and can't do or what other people can and can't do when interacting with them. Russia, of course, has received many sanctions for some of its foreign policy affairs. And they seem to think that these were inappropriate, unjust, and that this alternative financial system makes more sense. So I suppose whether or not this is a good thing depends on whether or not you believe that there should be these kind of sanctions or roles in place in the global markets. Those were the two big headlines. There's just a few more we will sort of skim past now until we go into our deep dive analysis of that crypto that is in danger, why it's in danger, and what you can do as a crypto investor or participant. We have had the news that Aave has paused lending markets for 17 Ethereum-based tokens. Decentralized lending protocol Aave has temporarily frozen lending markets for 17 tokens in an effort to protect itself from taking on bad debt due to future market manipulation attacks. This will probably impact many people because of course Aave is the largest lending protocol on Ethereum with more than 3.65 billion assets locked across multiple chains. Its decision to temporarily halt lending of several tokens on Aave version 2.0 was passed after governance members approved an appro- a proposal from Llama and Chaos Labs asking to pause assets that are considered as volatile due to low liquidity profiles on Aave. Final bit of news before we go on to that crypto that's in trouble is of course looking at FTX. Uh, we do just need to stay on top of what's happening here. FTX's new CEO misrepresented actions taken by Bahamian authorities, says the country's AG. Addressing the recent sparring between authorities in the Bahamas and FTX's new management, the country's attorney general, Ryan Pinder, said newly appointed CEO John Ray used inaccurate allegations. He also praised the Securities Commissions of the Bahamas for responding swiftly to FTX's collapse. Not quite sure yet what that response has constituted, but let's keep an eye out for it. Last headline then, of course, Coinbase was... uh, Part of the collateral damage, if you like, from the FTX collapse, of course, there were some concerns about uh, their holdings to do with Grayscale and just generally their health and uh, CZ's tweets about uh, the stability of Coinbase. But apparently Coinbase is strengthening its European arm with new hires. Coinbase is strengthening leadership positions in Europe despite turbulent market conditions. When companies are struggling to stay afloat, they either, of course, need to uh, ramp up revenues or cut down costs to increase profits. Now, in a bearish market condition, it's hard to increase revenue because, of course, there's less appetite or demand, if you like, for cryptocurrency assets and services, which leads the alternative of trying to cut down your costs. That's why in the bear market, we see so many headlines about employees being laid off or just hire freezes, etc. So presumably, the fact that they are increasing their hires means that they're not having to cost cut so aggressively, so uh, the market is taking this as a good sign or a bullish indicator for Coinbase. So that leaves us finally able to comment on that crypto that is under some pressure, why it's under pressure, and how you can prepare. So here's the story. And do you remember I mentioned to you guys how Ethereum uh, dropped 4% on the 24 hour? So there's something going on here. Ethereum traded weekly early Monday amid reports of large cryptocurrency transfers to Binance. As discussed already, the token fell about 4%. 
Now, here's the good stuff. A whale address moved 73,224 ETH, so not light pocket change here, worth $85.67 million to Binance during the Asian hours, according to an analysis by on-chain researcher Look On Chain. So if you don't have an understanding of on-chain analytics, you might be wondering, well, who cares? Uh, investors typically transfer coins to centralized exchanges when intending to sell or use the coins as margin in derivatives trading. Therefore, an uptick in exchange inflows often paves the way for heightened price volatility. You don't usually move them onto an exchange unless you're planning to do something like sell. And of course, uh, they then went on to provide analysis as well. Watch out for the selling pressure of ETH. Look on chain tweeted, after noting the large inflow into Binance. According to Look on Chain, the address that moved over 73,000 ETH to Binance was the one that pulled out 84,000 ETH from the decentralized exchange curve staked Ether liquidity pool last week. Not surprisingly, the price of the liquid staking protocol Lido staked Ether token fell to 0.97 ETH after the whale withdrew over 84,000 ETH from the curve pool. So what does this mean for Ethereum? Does this mean we should avoid Ethereum? Does it mean Ethereum is going to crash? Nothing is definitive in the cryptocurrency markets. The same way we're getting a little warning about Ethereum here, we got little warnings about FTX, which to many people seemed to be nothing and then went on to collapse. Fortunately, in the cryptocurrency markets, there's so many people working on it all the time, like Lacan Chain, like us and Market Meditations, to analyze the news and keep you up to date. It would be irresponsible to ignore this piece of data. It does look like a crypto whale is about to make some sort of move. So let's make sure we stay up to date with the situation. But it's certainly not a reason to panic either. Whilst it can be tempting to panic, especially in this kind of market condition, there's not enough data yet to suggest that a panic is due. The best thing we can do is number one, if you are not familiar to on-chain analytics at all, familiarize yourself slightly. There's a lot of useful stuff you can acquire from on-chain analytics with just a very foundational level of knowledge. And number two, keep up to date with this particular story. I'll be doing so here at Market Meditations. So your alternative is just to follow along to this channel to get the updates will have regular updates and similarly for on-chain analytics once a week or sometimes twice a week if opportunity presents itself our on-chain analytics teams used as Nansen to put together detailed strategies for you about what is going on in the on-chain analytics markets this could be warnings of risks like we've discussed today or indeed warning of opportunities we do this a lot as well Antios Sass goodbye in Greek